All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Talk to Tatiana's show. And I have Jessica Jones with me here today. And I want to welcome you, Jessica. Welcome to the show. And tell us a little, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Jessica Jones. I'm a serial entrepreneur who's grown, scaled, and sold many businesses. And now I help other business owners make the changes they need to make in their business so that they can continue to grow. That's awesome. And um, I'd like to share, um, for people to share their journey in entrepreneurship, I think that that's important because there are dreamers out there who just um, have a dream about having some sort of a business or having their side gig be a business. Um, So oftentimes people get inspired by... um, by other people's stories, success stories. So, and they don't have to be perfect stories. They, What people do expect challenges and, and kind of um, developments within your business. So talk a little bit about how your entrepreneurial journey, what was it like and, and Absolutely. kind of what you learned. And I love that because, you know, anybody who has the dream and wants to put in the effort can be an entrepreneur. Um, In fact, I've talked to people who are afraid of taking the jump because they feel like they have security where they are. But um, if we've learned anything in the past year, even even the biggest corporations don't offer that type of security. Any if you don't own your business, you don't control where you're going. Um, For me, I was in a company that I had grown with and I was um, an executive vice president overseeing all of the training an international division, and my company went chapter seven in 2008 when I was seven months pregnant with my second child. So that kind of launched me into, I had to do something because when your company goes chapter seven, there's no group, there's no benefits, there's no severance pay. It's just, you don't have a job, which was completely unexpected. Um, And anyone who remembers 2008, the financial environment there just was, it was happening a lot. Um, but being the breadwinner for my family, um, it, I was very lucky because I had a lot of job opportunities. Um, and I was able to start working with a company, but realized quickly that it was staying in the corporate world. It was getting harder. A lot of responsibility was being added to me. Uh, I was needing to take more and more time working and it was getting harder and harder to make money. So they were adding responsibility while changing the compensation structure. So I decided to go out on my own and take a leap of faith. And since then, I've owned my own ad agency, which has been consistent since 2012 and um, have also um, owned, scaled and sold several other businesses as well while helping clients do the same. So always with the base of the ad agency, which has been fortunate Um, but through that work with clients, they were able to see that I was doing, um, I apologize. There was a little fire alarm here that I had to turn off. Um, but through that work with clients, they saw that it wasn't just my lead generation, but that I was consulting them, um, through other challenges that they were having, which was helping them grow. So I was very fortunate because I had clients actually ask me to partner with them because they saw that they needed my business expertise as well as my lead generation. And for those of out, out there who are managing many things, as everybody is, I've done this all while raising two active boys, one with um, some special needs and um, 
two rescue pups and being a, a wife and partner to my husband of it'll be 30 or 20 years this year, 10 years dating and 20 years married. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I mean, uh, it's very um, interesting sometimes. And I think that especially in 2020, we've had um, a situation where a lot of people have found themselves being accidental entrepreneur. And I think your journey certainly uh, fits that description. (laughs) So when Um, you, when I mean, I had, I had that entrepreneurial bug in me. I had owned and started businesses prior to kind of feeling forced into entrepreneurship. Um, but nothing to the scale, uh, that I had, that I decided to build once I realized that this really was the pivot I needed to take control of my life. Um, and I haven't looked back and no matter how many challenges I face because entrepreneurial journey like any other journey is filled with challenges and failures and mistakes. And all of them have been great experiences that just keep me growing and keep me learning and getting to that next step in my life. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say, um, kind of looking back um, on your journey, what would you say were the things that um, I guess you didn't expect um, when you started your own thing? Um, so for me, I, so there were definitely bumpy roads and I think, um, a lot of challenges that I didn't expect. Um, there were times when I was running multiple companies. So I had my ad agency and I had a chain of medical clinics that I was running. And so I do talk with people a lot about delegation and how important that is. But I also talk with people about how important it is when you delegate to still keep an eye on the big picture. Um, So for me, I actually had a CFO who embezzled from me. So that was a big, big lesson. Um, And um, some things I didn't expect were, you know, some of the um, growth opportunities for me that came from the opportunity to learn from growing um, the chain of medical clinics simultaneously with the ad agency, I was managing hundreds of people across the country in different work experiences than I had come to the table with. Um, so it was a growth opportunity, but I also learned a lot about setting boundaries, blocking off time and how to get it all done in the 24 hours that everyone has in a day while still having that work-life balance. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. You brought up a point that I've been um, kind of not advocating, but more like um, talking about. I think that um, it's, at least that's been my experience with, with clients that um, you need to learn how to read your numbers. You need to be able to use numbers to make decisions. But Um, at some point you will need to delegate some of it, but people think that, oh, I don't need to learn it. I can just have somebody else do it for me. But I think that actually the most successful business owners that at least I've worked with have, um, kept the power of, um, signing checks, paying bills, um, bank access with powers to transact and and things like that. So I think that that's super important 
And um, just knowing the numbers and learning more about what to do with them, what they mean, what yes. what they can tell you um, is 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 important. And I've I've worked for for an accountant um, whose wife had a business, and um, it was a very successful business. They've been making a lot of money, but um, her first right hand um, person embezzled from her mm-hmm. uh, because she had access to checks, she had access to the bank, she had access to everything. So she embezzled from her. The second person has been working for her for two, three years. And then it turned out that she was also, and I found that because I uh, was doing, trying to do reconciliation for, for banks. And uh, so it happens more than we know. It's just oftentimes we, um, yeah, we, we don't pay attention to that. So I think that it's super important. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that, that, um, that skill, not skill, but I guess that learning the numbers and keeping, your hand on the pulse when it comes to the, especially business finances is number one for that reason alone. Yeah. I mean, you have to know the money. So for me, just to give you an idea, and I, I, you know, I appreciate you kind of pivoting our conversation to go where it takes us. Um, I have cash flow spreadsheets that I make and I make them for my clients too. And it just gives me an idea of where cash should be every day. So I knew something was wrong because I was looking at the numbers, but the person who embezzled from me was so gifted. (laughs) He was hiding little things in like Amazon orders that were for the business, but hiding like a separate delivery that was going to his house, Um, things of that nature. So it was really, really well hidden. And to be honest with you, um, that's where I get into the conversation of following your gut. If you know something's wrong, believe your gut because we ha- we call it a gut instinct for a reason. There is a genuine gut instinct. So unfortunately, I had to take that leap of faith and fire him to really figure out what he was doing and 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 the depth of his deception. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry that it happened to you. I think that I believe in integrity, that integrity is everything. Um, and, you know, I, when I um, kind of branched out on my own after working for a CPA firm, I had a mentor there that I still keep in touch. He's on, kind of been on my speed dial for many years um, as I was growing and, and, you know, doing taxes for people. But um, I remember he said one thing. He said, they will always try to push your limits, try to get you to do things that are um, dishonest, you know, talking about clients potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he said, integrity is everything. If you don't have integrity, that's, that's pretty much it. You're done as a financial professional. And, you know, we have, uh, we as CPAs and EAs and uh, licensed professionals, we have a license to lose, right? But yeah. the people who don't have a license to lose, and are given an opportunity and maybe possibly a uh, justification for that, um, that could happen. And I think that it's not, uh, you know, because many of us, I feel like we, we're like, well, I trust this person. I don't want them to think that I don't trust them, you know, but there's nothing wrong with signing your own checks or keeping your own bank account um, locked up and not, you know, no powers to transact given to somebody else. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it it is one of those conversations that comes up so much, especially as you're growing and growing and growing. There is a need to delegate, but there's also a need to know what you need to maintain control of. Um, And there are certainly owners who, 
you know, can have somebody that they can delegate to and manage the finances, but not without keeping a constant oversight. You know, as I said, even though I had all of these spreadsheets that I was following and creating myself every week, it was, I couldn't have found that issue. Even if I was signing my own checks, there was, you know, there was some discovery that had to go, but by keeping those cash flow spreadsheets, I could tell that something wasn't right, that there should have been more profit. And thankfully, by keeping that cash flow spreadsheet, I was able to make the change before too much harm had been done. Enough, but not too much. <laughs> that's 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 really fortunate. And um, it's awesome what, what you've done. Um, I think that not enough business owners do that. And for those who are listening, who are just thinking about starting a business, or maybe are managing something that's not quite a business yet, um, it's important to learn, um, from, you know, from, from this. Um, I think that there's a huge lesson in that. And thanks so much for sharing that. I think it's, it's important to be able to, to share something like this. It's a lesson that you learn yeah. and others can learn from too. Yeah. And, you know, I don't look at it, you know, people say, oh, you know, I, I view failures just you know, failures and successes are both things that come together to get you to the next place that you can go. So I don't regret that failure. Of course, would I have liked it not to happen? But I learned a lot from it in more more than just following my gut and staying on top of the cash flow spreadsheets and taking a bigger control over that aspect of the business. Um and what I learned is invaluable and, and keeps me where I am today. I, I kind of scaled back a bit, right? Because I was, I was trying to figure out, okay, I've delegated too much. So let's look at what's working and let's what, look at what needs to change so that I can prevent something like this from happening in the future. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I, I always ask my guests to share something that they've learned because more often than not, um, the lessons learned kind of in an entrepreneurial journey have to do with either taxes or money or numbers or something. Oftentimes I see that unless you're an accountant um, and even if even accountants miss, miss things, I mean, this was, um, you know, in my case, my, uh, like I found I, something was fishy. The checks, payroll checks were cashed and then voided that kind of stuff, you know, mm. um, <laughs> I knew something was fishy and I didn't trust my gut at the time. But I did mention that something doesn't look right. But, he, you know, her husband was an accountant, so he should have picked it up years before that happened. Mm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. It's, and thanks so much again for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what do, you, what do you do now and how what's the transformation that you help your clients experience? Sure. Thank you. Well, and I still do have my um, ad agency, but I have so many clients who um, want to go beyond and and I've, I've been really lucky. I'm a, I guess for be- lack of a better term, a problem solver. And so um, they've said, hey, I want to hire you to do this for me. And so I call my company Pivot to Growth because that's really what I do. And what I find with most of my clients is you know, we all start out on an entrepreneurial journey, no matter how big or small our dreams, our company becomes something that takes on a life of its own, right? And what most um, entrepreneurs do is they keep doing what they're doing. And they get to a point where the company 
is either growing or sometimes even going backward. And they can't quite put their finger on what's going wrong. So there might be just as many people coming into the business as always, but there's just something that's holding them back. And I help them, I help each individual person find that thing that's holding them back. Um, And a lot of times what it is, is we're keeping on doing the same thing we've always done, and that's no longer enough. So every year, kind of our company is a year older, and it's just like having a child. Every year, that that child grows and it's visible. In a company, sometimes it's only visible based on number of employees or revenue growth, but there are other things that are happening in the company in that year that have changed the organization. And there's also things that have changed outside of the company that are changing the way business comes in or, you know, a number of other factors that impact the company from the outside. Uh, And sometimes entrepreneurs just aren't looking at the external factors or what's changed inside that is requiring them to make some pivots to change, to put their company into the next step of its life. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, And thanks so much for sharing that. I love that, that, um, you look at a business as a developing developing organism. I think that it's it's important to realize that, and I don't think that many of us realize that. Um, yeah, including myself. <laughs> yeah, and it really is when you think about it that way. Can't you say like, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It does make perfect sense. You know, my dad um, he never worked as a doctor um, in Russia in Belarus. Um, doctors made less than janitors. Um, but, um, he had a a medical education. He was a doctor by, uh, by education and he was in business for many years. Um, and (laughs) it's interesting that he talked about, you know, way back when he talked about, um, that a business is just like a human body. You know, if you identify where the heart is and where the liver is, and without those two, and lungs, um, without those three, I guess you can't, the body can't, can't live. You start kind of making decisions, kind of understanding what's pro, a priority and what's, what isn't. So I, I really like looking at it from a different perspective. It's not just a body. It's actually a developing and growing child, um, that's changing all the time. And I love that. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I love that you what you just shared. It's true. An or it, you know, a business is an organization that breathes, and that has to go through some type of cleansing, right? <laughs> through the liver, and it's definitely got to have a heart and a vision and a service. I know everybody talks a lot about service, but it's very true. If you don't have service at the heart of your company, then you have nothing to offer. Uh, that's interesting. Can you elaborate on that? Um, sure. I mean, you have to you have to want to provide. Um, you know, I I want um, to help people. <laughs> I want to ser- not only do I want to help people, but I also then want to bring value to the community um, with my company. So I. Um, you know, support organizations through the company, but at the heart of what I do is truly a desire to help people. And so I think that all companies have to have some desire to want to do something good out there for their clients in the world, whether they're, whether you're offering, you know, products or services, ultimately you want to be 
out there doing something that benefits people. And without that, I don't think you really have a company. You need a vision that is uh, filled with a desire to, to solve a problem for people. I totally agree. Thanks so much for, for sharing a little bit more on that. Um, I think that it's just um, dreamers um, that are listening. I think they need to, to hear that. I think that um, I just had a conversation with someone today that, um, you know, why it's harder for women to start businesses. And the reason is that we have many more fears. We feel like imposters. And for us, um, it's often harder to even start something and we end up never starting sometimes uh, or going after our dreams. But um, I know that there, there is a need for businesses that change the world and it can be a you know smaller world. It can be a town or county or state, but we change the world. Our businesses change the world and, um, and you have to be of service to people, businesses with passion should be of service to, to people um, and have that as the main goal. So I totally agree with you on that. And um, and thank you for sharing that. I think yeah. that it's very impactful. Yeah. And changing the world, to your point, you know, you. I think sometimes, um, especially women, we overlook the small things we do that make a change. But it doesn't have to be huge. You don't need to go out and compare yourself, you know, to Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates. <laughs> you know, you can make the littlest contribution and that's a start and that's good enough. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, Jessica, as we wrap up here, would you please share kind of who your ideal client is? If someone is listening, um, someone is listening in there, what, where would they be uh, to be an ideal client for your business? And then also how can they connect with you? Sure. I mean, I have clients um, who are just starting out, who, who have a, who have the start of their business, but um, found that they're a little stuck uh, and found me and I'm helping them, you know, launch. And I have doctors who are leaving their um, role in a hospital setting or practice setting to start their own business or cash practice and sort of everything in between. But usually um, people who find me, you know, I'm not your typical person. I hold you accountable. We identify things together and then I hold you accountable to make the changes so that you can, you can accomplish the things you sought me out to accomplish. So whether it's getting to that next level in your company or transitioning into your own company from, you know, a different career. Um, if you want to grow and you want to get your company to grow or get your company to get beyond the rut that it's in, I'm here to help you and hold you accountable to make the changes. And you can find me at pivottogrowth.com. And I would love to connect with any of your listeners. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jessica. Um, thanks so much for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast, for sharing some of the golden nuggets that you just dropped on us. Um, I love that. And uh, um, we'll connect more kind of outside the podcast, but I, I'd love to know more about how you work and, and how we can help you. Thanks so much for being a guest. Thanks for having me.